Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm Caitlin Bradman. And I'm Sue Smith. And we love, we love scams. scams. We love we scams. We love scams. We love you. We love scams. We love you. We hate quarantine. Mm-hmm. It's making us all crazy. It's making the world crazy, but also bringing some important things to light. <laughs> yeah, my life feels like Groundhog's Day. Every day, uh-huh. I'm, I'm like waking up, going to work, waiting for the day to be over, eating dinner, watching TV, going to bed, and then it's like repeating the same day over and over again. Yes, there's a lot of waiting for the day to be over, reposting heartbreaking things on Instagram, sending emails, hoping it changes, but also being depressed, but also trying to distract yourself from the depression. And that's what we're here for. That's what we are here for for you to do today. And we hope that yeah. you're like, this distracts you while you're like cleaning your apartment or mm-hmm. going for a long drive by yourself for no reason just to get out of the house. We hope that this helps you. And marching. You. If you have to march, you got you got it. Guys, we are here for you. And yes. This is part two of our YouTube scams with Jake Paul. And now we go into a deep dive of other YouTubers that Amanda knows so much about. Amanda and Mackenzie are so well-versed in this that we all learn a lot. It's their culture, to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, somebody five years younger than us Totally understand all of this. <laughs> Five yes. years older, no idea. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a beautiful little moment in the And zeitgeist. I love that they took the time to educate us. They did. We're millennials, them. Just big prodigies. Yes, knowing and teaching and yes. So we hope you enjoy. We also have a Patreon of this episode because, of course, we talk about more things. So um, watch out for that. We're going to have a little Patreon special from those girls as yeah, well. Yeah, we have a lot of outtakes as well. This went on for like... I think it was three. It was so many hours. It was very fun. So we have a lot of outtakes we'll put up on our Patreon um, in the next few weeks. And that's patreon.com slash podcast if you want to check it out. And we love you guys. Hope you enjoy it. Bye. Bye. So um, another topic that you are versed in that we have also talked about on here is TanaCon. Um, yes. That's hilarious. You actually attended TanaCon. Yes, she did. I went to TanaCon. Uh-huh. Yes. That is, that is wild. Like, such an amazing medal of honor to it's wear. Incredible. Honestly, I whip it out all the time. It's a good party topic. It's a good like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I went to TanaCon. You want to hear about it? Like, It's perfect. It's perfect <laughs> what for a us shit too. show. It really makes us oh, so happy. Gosh. Yeah. So was that all kids? Uh, was that all kids as well? I would actually say that it was pretty, pretty diverse, I would say, because it wasn't just I think what a lot of people like to forget is that it wasn't it started with just Tana and then it very quickly became way more than Tana. It became, mm-hmm. hey, VidCon did this to me. VidCon said this to me. I was kicked out by this person. I'm banned because oh, yeah. of this. And so there the and then again, also, we had Shane Dawson sign up to be on the he's like, I'll be there. I'll do this for you. And he had not done an event in five years. And he, this is right when anxiety. he blew up. Yes. This is right when he was at like the pinnacle, like the beautiful world of Jeffree Star, like just came out. 
Like I think it was before it actually. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Yes, because this was before. um, I think this is one he had done. I think he had just done actually his video exposing like, oh, this is my cameraman. And like, this was after oh. his video with his dad. So this is like primo, like just about to start the docu-series, primed to start a docu-series on TanaCon. Like right. still talking about big in the conspiracy game is when he was, this was happening. Wait, no, was, it had to be. It was a year ago. No, this was 2018. Was 2018. Yeah, TanaCon was mm-hmm. a little bit of a bit ago. Yeah. How, okay, so how, how long was the line? I really want to know. So I got there because what happened, I knew something was going to be wrong because the night before they sent out a last minute email at like 10 o'clock at night, doors open at 10, line starts at six. Previously, it had been eight. And so I was like, okay, I got to get there early because they're planning for it. They're clearly expecting a bigger cloud. Yeah. So I got there at like, I think maybe around six, like right around six. And already I was wrapped around the back of the parking lot. I was in line and like... And in my video, I think um, my sit down video that I did of it, I show like one of the aerial views from someone who was attending the event, one Uh of the talents and who took from their like balcony or whatever from the hotel. And it wrapped like a zigzag throughout the parking lot. But for me, I was in line from I got in line at like six ish a.m. and I didn't get inside until close to noon. So I was in line for (gasps) hours. Did you feel dehydrated? Did you have a sunburn? Like, how are you feeling? I mean, I luckily that morning, like till like eight o'clock in the morning, it was overcast. And I so I was like freezing and I brought a sweater with me. So when it did get hot, I was able to like put it over my head. But even then, like my arms were burnt in my video. Like I had creased sunburns in my arm because I was checking Twitter, trying to see if the event had even been canceled yet. (laughs) Because I was constantly on my phone. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get in. And my dad's like, just stay in line. You've got this. I love your dad. Your dad is such a fangirl. I love it. My dad is amazing. (laughs) Um. And then, like, at a certain point, um, like, PETA, too, is walking around because she's affiliated with PETA. And they're like, here, if you text this, we'll, like, get you free ice cream inside. And it's like, can you get us it now? Because we're standing in the sun. Um, And then eventually, like, when I had first gotten in line, I could see that they were doing bag checks. They were clearly checking tickets. They were doing, like, the metal detectors and the swipers. And then by the time I got up there, it was just a free-for-all. It was like, grab whatever you want for the goodie bags. That's terrifying. And then go on inside. yeah. Yeah. I still have so many of them. Like, I just have, I'm going to sell them in like 10 years. And I'll take those comments. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. No, because like the, I, because she had advertised, the problem I think with TanaCon is that she came up with a concept. It was just like, hey, it's going to, we're going to do a meet and greet. And then she was approached by Michael Weist from Good Times, who actually ran the tour. That kid on the Segway, that little kid on the Segway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this just unlocked like such a deep, dark part of my brain. <laughs> just hearing so that name. anybody listening oh my who's like, who are these people? So Tana and Jake Paul, who we talked about in the beginning of this, at one point got married, and they're both like young YouTube celebs, and they're both ridiculous. And if Wild. you Google them, you'll be like, oh, your face was created by a computer, and you're creepy, and you're. <laughs> everything that's wrong with like media right now and what people when they think of young people taking over media it's these two people probably we have like two episodes on it so go back and listen and then you're confused there was also never a marriage license for them as well yeah i heard that yes um no but like with TanaCon and all that so i guess what it was is it was just going to be a meet and greet and it was just gonna be a free meet and greet maybe like 500 people okay and then people were like no call it TanaCon at the very least because then it's like oh vidcon TanaCon. and then michael came to her and was like let's do a full-on convention let's make it TanaCon." and then that's where it came so the problem was is that tana's planning 
which if you ever saw, you don't need to watch it, trust me, it's not worth your time. But Michael Weist, months later, put out uh, Tanacon, What Really Happened or whatever, and it was his documentary it. on it. And <laughs> it was just, because he's like, it was like, done. <laughs> it's so, it's just like, it's an, it's a long vlog and it's like, we don't know what to put in. So we're going to put in everything. The, sh- the footage alone is so shaky and jarring. It's so hard to watch. It's like, it's like if you guys have seen the first Hunger Games movie, they tried to get like very experimental with the camera work Um, in the Hunger Games movie. It's exactly like that. Like almost parallel shot. 100%. It's shaky and, and weird. And it's just like, they weren't, they... He said that they were recording to make a documentary, but that's not true. Mm. It definitely wasn't true. So do you think um, this became such a shit show because of Tana? Or because of Segway? So I think that it was partially... Well, one, nothing should ever be planned in a month. That's my view of that. And then also, the reality of it was is that they were never going to get a bigger hotel than what they got. Because usually with events, if you have a big event like what Tana, like what VidCon, TanaCon, what VidCon has with the Anaheim Convention Center, there's usually a contract with surrounding hotels. Hey, we'll like guide our people to stay there if you don't do a conflicting event. And that's done for crowd control, parking issues, things like that. So they were never going to get like a Marriott across the street, which is a bigger Marriott to VidCon. So they had to go farther away and get the smaller location because they had no contract with them. So already they had issues because they also started selling tickets before they booked a venue, which is never a good idea. Mm -hmm. And then like I think at at least in the beginning of the planning, they both knew that there were only 200 free tickets and that everything else was a paid VIP ticket. So for her to continually be tweeting out, oh, it's free. This is a mostly free event. If you want the extra stuff, if you want the $127 value goodie bag, then you can pay the $69 VIP uh, featured fucking creator badge. You know, Uh, that's where you can get (laughs) That's where you can do that. And then she kept tweeting out promises and then not communicating it with Michael. Like, this is what's going to be in the goodie bag. There's going to be makeup. There's going to be glitter. Um, We're going to have a mugshot photo booth. We're going to do all this stuff. And then apparently also, like, the week before the event, for, like, five days, her and Bella Thorne went to Hawaii and left everything to Michael. Oh, my God. And so it's like, I do think it was just the perfect storm of... Tana already being kind of being a flake, not kind of being a flaky person and not being capable of taking things seriously. And that's been reaffirmed by her MTV show. Um, Oh, my God. I could (laughs) talk. I didn't watch it. Was it a shit show? It's just she she keeps trying to say that they're making her the edit is making her look like a bad person and that like a bad friend. But then each episode, it's like, okay, they can only edit what you give them. (laughs) So what are you doing? Giving them because this. They can't I think edit she's you just so being asleep. Dumb. <laughs> I she's do just think she's so dumb. It's, dumb. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did you see her during? Uh, sorry, really quick. Uh, did you see her during TanaCon? Did you see Tana? Yes. What? Tell us what, what did like, she look like. Was she while was so while, <laughs> so while I was in line, I had been in line for like maybe an hour and a half at this point, and it's ten o'clock at this time. This is when the event is starting. Like 
hey, everything's starting. She's supposed to be on stage doing events. And she had come out of the side door and run up to the line. So she's not even five feet from me. And she's like, she's like, should I mess up the line? Should I run through? Like she was going to run through the crowd or whatever. And oh, a security God. guard is right behind her. So she does run through and take photos. And like, I think one of the photos for Tanacon is her in the all red outfit with the guy with the big afro. And that was taken when she was supposed to be inside setting everything up. And then by the time I had made it inside, she had already done an outfit change and was in like some neon green thing. So it's just, (laughs) again, it was just like, oh, we're celebrating this being a success before we even know if we're succeeding. Nothing has happened yet. And that's where it kind of started. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Is she tall? Is she short? Yeah. She she was in heels. She was like maybe my height. I'm 5'2". I'm kind of small. And so she... Uh, God, I can't say she's more than five five. Even I would, I'd be pushing to say that. But okay, I was I've always wanted to know that. <laughs> I was also probably like a little like dehydrated. Who knows yeah. what's going through in my brain right now? Do you so. think that she, from the wedding and from the Tanacon and like from these spectacles, she's learned her lesson? Mm, no, because of no, not at all. Because not she just at all. Did, and this was really demonstrated in one of her episodes, actually, of uh, the show. I think it's called Unfiltered. Now, with she did her uh, fragrance launch, and I guess in that launch, and I haven't watched the full episode, but I've watched the full things. And well, she goes and visits Paris Hilton, right? And Paris Hilton is like, if you're a good businesswoman, you have to be there, ready for your launch in case something goes wrong. Yep. And instead, she's like, I'm going to go to Vegas to be with Amari for his nose job so I can take care of him. Amari's then, her best friend for people yes. who don't know. Okay. Yes. And then he goes and gets his nose job. And she was so, I, I want to say hammered, strung out, whatever, passed out. They No one could wake her up. So they had to fly in another one of her friends to take care of Amari. So she didn't take care of her launch mm-hmm. and she didn't take care of her friend. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And she she made like this huge promise to Amari. She was like, I'm going to be there for you. Like when you get this nose job, like I know it's really (laughs) scary for you. So I'm going to Vegas and I'm going to do it. Like if you need me to be there, I'm there. He uh, goes to the appointment. His mom has to drive him and take him and be there for him because Tana slept in until like 4 p.m. And missed the launch of her fragrance. So like it's that show is honestly really interesting to watch because it's such a a case study on Tana Mojo as like a person because they it's her show. They're editing it in her favor, but she just looks like the worst friend ever. This is the MTV Mm -hmm. show. Yes. Yeah. They actually, uh, they actually contacted me because they wanted to use pay for me for to license one of my videos for the show for the first season about Tanacon, and I was like, oh my God, God, which video that they want? And it was the sit down video, and I'm like, oh, this is the one where I straight up say like, hi, this is a scam. But I also in that video because we didn't know everything yet, I defended Tana partially. And I was like, I do think a lot of this is good times because of X, Y, and Z. Because part part of uh, good times is that they actually bought Digicon. At, or Digitour at one point, which was known for treating fans terribly. It was like kind of like MagCon in like 2013, 2014. I remember Digicon, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of stories that came out about how terribly they treated fans, how terrible wait times were, things like that. And so I was like, at the time, I was like, okay, I think a lot of this is good times. I do. But then I also was like, so good, but I'm not going to coddle Tana. Good times was the other company that Segway was Segway. Yeah. Segway, yeah. yes. So that was Segway's company. And then, um, yeah, I thought they wanted that video and then they paid me like $150 for it. Like, I'll say the amount. I don't care. But I was like at the time I had not been paid for any of my videos. Yeah. And this was when the the hype around Tanacon had died down. So my channel hype had down, down, died down quite a bit. And so I was like, OK. And then another friend of mine had also gotten paid. And then the, the only part of that video they used was me, was the audio of me saying, 
there was trash everywhere at a certain point because there were no trash cans. That's all they used. And it Wait, was like, you know, oh my God. I, I was like, are you kidding that. me? That's so I was funny. like, that's all you get from this whole like 28 minute video of me ripping the event to shreds. And all it was because the first episode, it was like, here, we're going to burn this piece of Tanacon merch because we're cleansing ourselves of this event so we can move forward Ugh. past my breakup and this terrible life event. It's like no one, there are people who still haven't gotten refunds. None of the promises that you made, all it's the so tweets bad. where you're promising like, I'm going to refund travel. Oh I'm going to, you guys are going to get a discount to my future tour or whatever. All those tweets are still up on her account and she hasn't delivered any of it's it. It's such a fire festival. Yeah, I was She should say. have invited everybody to the fake wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, even then, they well they kind of did that with the uh, the live stream that didn't work. But it was fifty dollars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I joked about. I was like, because I know a couple people who also went to VidCon or not VidCon Tanacon because I interviewed them for um, my Tanacon One Year Later video because I wanted to give other people's perspective on the same event. And so I was like, we should like all get together and just all pitch in money to get the video. And we'll just like to have like a Tanacon watch party. And they were like, okay, we're not giving her any more of our money. Yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's so interesting too, because for you were saying that first episode that she's cleansing herself with all of these scammers that we've noticed, they're so quick to forgive themselves. They are ready. Like even yep. Jake Paul, <laughs> it seems like they're immediately like, you know what? We all do shit. <laughs> it's like, they no, don't you care. Haven't, they haven't made amends. Yes. They haven't like made up for anything, but they all have this like common thread of the one they're like, you know what? It's been a couple months. I absolve myself. <laughs> and they do it on their own. <laughs> they yes. don't care. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but like all roads lead back to uh, Caroline, Caroline Calloway. Calloway. She forgives she, Oh my gosh. I she, had to unfollow her on Twitter because I'm sorry, I can only watch someone retweeting tweets of the, about themselves so many times before I start going insane. I had to unfollow her. It was driving me crazy. I was like, I'm trying to keep up to date on her shenanigans, but she, all she does is retweet tweets of herself sometimes. I, I thought that she was retweeting everything that mentioned her. So I tweeted, I wish Caroline Calloway would unblock me and she didn't retweet it. So I don't know if my hi hypothesis is true or not. <laughs> what were you going to say, Sue? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you mentioned that TanaCon, you mentioned earlier that they're having another one. Is that true? Okay. So I purposely didn't respond to the email because I wanted the reaction on the podcast. <laughs> because at this time, there's no implication that Tana's involved. What? <gasps> Wait, what? they're having a TanaCon yes. without her. Okay. So about huh? April, exactly. So about April, the TanaCon 2 instagram started and at first when i saw it i was like there's no post there's there's like an event section um like n doesn't lead anywhere and the only person they were following was michael weiss and i was like okay this is a joke from like a fan or something like they're just doing this to stir up drama because like tana's not doing anything right now like it's mellowed out and then like a month like a couple weeks later I saw that, um, not, but also they had a website that was like behind a lock screen. You needed to log in to it to see the website. But also, like a week later, it was verified and they posted one post and it was a clip of one of the security guards from someone's vlog of the event where it was like, yeah, we're at TanaCon. It's crazy out here. Look at this. We got all these people out here. And like one of the clips from someone's vlog that was at the event. And I was like, okay. Is this really verified? Is this going on? Like, Tana's not tweeting about anything. And then I had tweeted out, like, here's what we know about TanaCon. Here's what we know about, like, the, the Instagram. And someone had DM had responded, like, I hate that everyone's talking about this and no one's actually asking the right questions. And so I DM'd them and was like, okay, I'll ask the question. <laughs> what do you know? 
<laughs> what do you know? And he's like, oh, well, it's because of Michael Weiss. Michael Weiss is doing Tanacon too. What? Segway, Segway is doing Tanacon too. Own? And he was like, yes. And apparently he was like, yeah, this is nothing. He has a new company called Juice Crate. That's the one he's been using for a couple of, I would say, close to a year and a half now. He's put out, he represents a couple of medias. They're doing a tour, um, Juice Crate, Juice Contour, all of that. They did a documentary on Hulu called, so I think, Jawline, I think was the title of it. Oh, my God. He did Jawline. Oh, my God. He's in that. Yeah. Wait. And he looks like such a mean person in that documentary. Yes. That's his documentary. I have not seen this. What's it about? <laughs> it's about, oh. like, um, the social media following and all that. But it's, like, it's, like, your appearance, but also your attitude. And then following this, like, small, like, what, two or three dudes or something? This small town country boy. Like, actually, a, like, a country boy. Um, and how he, like, wants to be famous on social media. And then, like, it kind of branches out and follows, like, a couple more people. But it's, like, mostly about this this boy and he like moves into this house with Michael Weiss and Michael Weiss like forces them to make content. It's basically the hype house, yeah. but like new. Yeah. Yes. And it looked so miserable and sad. And the documentary ends on such like a, a sad note. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. These are all bad people. I don't understand. Like yes. the Tanacon brand is not strong. So even if yeah, exactly. without her, why but- would you want to revive this? It makes no sense. See, well, after that person DM'd me and like I went back and forth, I was like, oh, thank you for the information. They sent me a couple screenshots of the website um, that because they found out, they figured out the password or whatever. And I went and I looked on the trademarks for Tanacon. I was like, okay, well, someone has to have the Tanacon trademark now because they're verified, all of this stuff. And so I had done what I had done two years prior when he started Good Times TV because people were like, oh, he did this, he did Tanacon to get money for Good Times TV. He's claiming he's bankrupt, but he did this. But the trademark had been trademarked before Tanacon was even an option. And so I went and found the trademark for Tanacon 2, or just Tanacon, and he had so re-registered. <laughs> She's so smart. So She's smart. so smart. trademarks. This is so exciting. Genius. <laughs> We're so grateful you're our so skin spawned in on this. Yes. <laughs> so I went, but he's from Tennessee. So I was like, okay, nothing in California. Let's check Tennessee. Tennessee trademark Tanacon. Michael Weiss re-registered April 10th. Oh, yes, and bitch. The problem- she <laughs> wow. I have chills. I have chills. That's insane. Yes, that. Wow. But the problem too, but like in my email, I was like, th- that's why I said in the email, I was like, it's going to be so much of an issue before it even starts. And that was because on the trademark itself, in other info and other data, it says this trademark does not reference a living individual in any way. And it's very clearly, obviously, that this is about Tana. And so, and also Tana at one point tweet, and sometime in this time, Tana had tweeted something super cryptic, like, if you don't see me responding to some fuck shit, assume I'm working behind the scenes. And like, no, people just assumed that was like, that was MTV because this is when all of that was going on. And um, so that's happened. I DM Michael Weiss. I was like, hi, I'm sure you won't respond. But if you I would love to interview you about Tanacon. I went to the last one. Let's talk. And he responded eventually. <gasps> and he was like, look, I of can't. Course. Obviously, he was like, I can't deny that I own the trademark because that's public information. But if you want to send me some questions over, here's my email. And you ever send questions and you just immediately know you're not going to get a response? Yes. yes. <laughs> because. I sent some questions because some of my questions were like, okay, super calm. Like, how do you plan on making this event better than the last one? And then my other questions were, so since you're bringing on the moniker of Tanacon, how do you plan to deal with all the fans that still haven't gotten refunds? <laughs> how do you plan to deal with the possible ramifications of using Tana's name to profit? Where's the segue? <laughs> <laughs> Will you have a segue? So, 
Yes. No, but I, it was just that. And then also it's like, I don't think he realizes like she can sue him for this. 100%. Oh, yeah. If she's smart, she will sue him for yeah. this. And it's but like. I feel oh, like God. he's waiting. He wants her to sue him because he's going to have his own little shaky documentary crew to be like, I can't believe I was sued. <laughs> like it's yes. all part of his hype. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure like if he if he goes through with it like Tana's manager Jordan he's mm-hmm. not dumb like he's not dumb. um he puts up with Tana but he's not dumb he would definitely advise her to to sue him yeah she does surprisingly like I think the thing about YouTubers especially YouTubers of her size people forget that there are teams behind these people you mm-hmm. know like there are people who sit there and be like hey we're gonna get you the sponsorship hey I'm your legal person hey I'm your publicist that's true I'm your business side of things I'm your merch person you never see that um, side exactly you never see that side and so there is someone back there oh but by the way Tanacon 2 does have merch already and I have ordered a hoodie <gasps> no I have done it <laughs> it hasn't come yet but I did order it I was like before the, I'm gonna you. wear it to court when she sues him I will I will walk into court wearing Tanacon 2 merch if I need is to that I, need on, to, I need to be there Tanacon. I need to be there or where do we find that um, is so I funny I think it might be through their website if not Fanjoy oh my on. god because I thought it was funny because if you search Tanacon or Tanacon 2 merch like the original Tanacon shop pops up but she might be involved like maybe she I genuinely don't know at this point I, my hypothesis is she's going to swoop in and say she was involved the whole time to get press on her site. Yeah. I feel like she's yeah. involved. She's a swooper. She swoops all around the place. She, she swoops. Oh, she, she just swoops. She, she, no. she loves an opportunity to swoop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's just waiting around to pounce and swoop. Yep. Well, because like when I did my my one year later documentary, I had interviewed someone who was in Shane Dawson's documentary. I, I interviewed... Um, Oh my gosh, her name is escaping me. I feel terrible. One of the um, girls. Her, yes, her and her sister were in the documentary. Yeah. I interviewed the older one. And she was like, yeah, no, because I'm in Florida, we went to Playlist Live and we were ta- like some guy at Playlist who worked with Playlist recognized us from the documentary and said that they were like in negotiations with Tana to do like a TanaCon. And that was two years ago or a year ago now. But that nothing ever came from that. So I'm wondering if it if it is affiliated with Playlist, but then I feel like they would have done something by now. Like they would have been like, hey, one year later, we're doing this. Especially now, right. nothing's going to happen for at least the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. And Damn. so I don't know. I genuinely don't know how they're going to do TanaCon 2. I don't know if Tana's involved, but I still have not been responded to by Michael Weiss, and I don't <laughs> think I will. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really am curious how she's maintaining her injections and hair during this COVID time. <laughs> For people that are See, so... See, most of them aren't. What do you mean? Most of them... I don't know how she is. Like, a lot of influencers aren't. Like, I know Anastasia... Uh, I forget her name. She she goes by Stassi, baby. She's uh, Kylie oh, Jenner's yes. like yeah, women Kylie best Jenner's friend. best friend. She admitted like in she did a like a makeup tutorial or something like how I'm doing my makeup in quarantine. And in that video, she says, "I'm sorry, this is like the lightest foundation I have. I usually get tans. I don't. I haven't been getting them, obviously. So this is as close as I can get it." And then she also shares like before quarantine, I went and had my lip fillers dissolved so they wouldn't dissolve on their own. And like now I'm used to them. Like there are people who are talking about like, oh, I'm oh, not yeah. getting pedicures but tana i don't think is doing that 
Very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Wow. Stassi baby's interesting to me because her and Kylie Jenner have surgically matching bodies. It's terrifying. It's, it's genuinely nerves me. Someone did like a photo comparison of like all of Kylie Jenner's friends and they mm-hmm. all it's like it's like oh, okay uh we go and get coffee together with Kylie one time and then she gives us the appointment card for her um like her <laughs> surgeon and then that's what we have to do to hang out with her again because that's what it, all of her friends have it's the same body really type. Crazy. it's so unnerving it's insane they all look exactly the same the same lips the same butt like the same mm-hmm. waistline it's insane it's crazy now, who is your favorite YouTuber that you've covered or just oh, that I've covered. not that you've covered or just your favorite overall? My Who's favorite? someone that you're like obsessed yeah. with? Oh, gosh. Um, someone recently that I've become I've really found um, a liking in certain like different ways that people cover like normal topics, if that makes sense. Like I want to say her name is Makara Tours. She just hit a million, I think. But she does um, like vlog style dress tutorials but she does it in the most chaotic way possible <laughs> where she's like you're gonna measure this out by two mugs and it's jumping around yes, she lives in a trailer yes, Michaela. yes i it's um i adore her because she's just totally chaotic in the way she does it but she does like these beautiful disney gown recreations and then she's like oh we're gonna make uh ariana grande's uh oscars dress but we're making it inside the trailer that i own that i've made super pink and it's just just super chaotic she's super so talented Ohio. it's so entertaining um and then just a lot of god what's another youtuber that i've really liked lately just a lot of the um like danny gonzalez drew gooden all of them um Gosh, just really all over the place. I really just like to kind of keep on top of things. Um, and who do you think is the scammiest YouTuber? <laughs> um, oh gosh, the scammiest of scammy YouTubers. I just want you to say what I want. I in my mind, I have an answer you're, that I you're want mind you to meddling. Say so you're badly. trying to tell her. Okay, <laughs> listen. Um, I don't want to say. I don't want to say Shane Dawson. That's, that's what, what I thought like. you Okay, I don't want to say I it because, like, on one hand, I just think there's a certain, like, I fully understand, like, and I, I say this again, I like, this came up again with the Call Her Daddy debacle that's been going on right now. Oh, my God. That, like, I was thinking about doing a video on that. Like, here's what you can learn from, like, a, as a, if you are a creative in the business space, this is what you need to pay attention to from this case. But... Like, there's something I fully believe, and especially with internet, with anything you do in your life, regardless of what you do, you should stack your cash in private. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> no no one should know what you're making yes, constantly. Girl. That's for your yes. own safety. You shouldn't be flexing constantly. Like, have nice things, but, like, be aware of what you're showing online, basically. But what I have an issue with is when people are making a ton of money and then also portraying that they're broke. Yes, yep. we hate that. <laughs> to be relatable. Yes. And so, like, that was one of the issues that I had and I saw with the Caller Daddy thing because part of their thing was like, oh, we're broke 20-somethings. Like, Barstool's not paying us anything. Meanwhile, they're making half a million a year. And then with Shane Dawson, it's like, I don't buy it. Like, I, I'm not going to critique his mental illness. I will never yeah. do that. And I don't yeah. doubt that he does have things that he does need to be working on. But... Yes. To be able to say like, oh, I have no money. I'm poor. And then he's wearing Gucci slides and a Gucci t-shirt and Ryland and Morgan constantly have Gucci with them. It's like, really? And his house is 
stunning. Stunning. He yeah, lives like on this beautiful piece of property, oh like God. with a barn. Yeah. I think he sold, they sold their last house. I think it was listed for like 1.2 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's stunning. And also like, I'm sorry, the all the sparkle stuff they did, all the, oh, the sparkle glitter stuff they did, that's not cheap. <laughs> like it's those not. are crystals. That's not cheap to do. Oh, the bling stuff? Yeah. Yes. His like ranch a blinged out ranch yeah. bottle is like it's it's so expensive like the thing about Trisha Paytas and I know I bring her up every we time know. that I'm on Scam Wild but really <laughs> I did grow up watching Trisha um, mm-hmm. same Trisha's never said that she's poor mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, but you know there's nothing admirable about Trisha Paytas um, but I do know everything about her yes no my last video I did I talked about career trolls and I did bring up Trisha because I watched that this morning Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just I talked about um, like she is the original career troll. And that's how she made her name yep. because she started YouTube as like another way to get her face out there for like her acting reel and things like that. And so it was like, here, I'm playing all these characters. And she kind of just like adopted the troll persona very yes. quickly and grew from that. And so people knew her as the dumb bimbo, like the bimbo character on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She the thing about Trisha is she can get canceled as many times as she wants. It doesn't matter because mm-hmm. a, a month later, she'll have a video that is so absurd that it will end up in your group chat with all of your friends. Yes. Like two <laughs> days ago, my friend just sent me this video that Trisha made where she's freestyle rapping and she's like, put my peanuts in my popcorn. And it's like so like. How can you not watch that? Like, oh, God, she knows she knows how to yes. do it. Right. She knows. She's not dumb. She's not. Yes. But as far as like overall scamming YouTubers, like I, I, there's so I think so many of them do because they do start small and because of the uh, dynamic that comes from the parasocial relationship of like fans saying how much they love you and then haters saying how much they hate you. But oh, my gosh, all these people love me. There is that element of I can never do anything wrong with certain people who do get <laughs> yeah, so Yeah, you hit big. that nail on the head. Exactly. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that's so, like exactly it so i think some of it it's like maybe they do realize like oh i'm gonna scam people but then there are people who genuinely don't see like oh i'm not thinking that this is a scam i'm not thinking that this company that i'm working with that i'm gonna promote to my following is gonna scam my following yeah. i'm not thinking like oh this company you know obviously they've worked with all these other people surely they're a fine company you know and then we have things like the kenza cosmetics that fell on Tana and Gabby, and Gabby Hanna and Hannah. all those people. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. I just think there always needs to be accountability mm-hmm. in certain things, especially with actions. Like quietly deleting a website is no way to do business, let alone <laughs> one when you're marketing to fans. Yeah. So I don't know. And then, I just also yeah. think if you're like 20, you shouldn't have a convention and you shouldn't have financial freedom movement or like you're 20, you know, like you're mm. a stupid little bonehead. No offense, Mackenzie. <laughs> OK, but Mackenzie no, you're Con, good on Mackenzie Con, that would go off. That would be that would go so off funny. I just feel like you'd be like, here's a tent where you can dress up like a lizard. Here's a tent where you can pretend you're the baby of Elon Musk. Here's the We're going to do Grimes cosplay at 3 p.m. <laughs> That is exactly. We need to call. <laughs> I love we it. need to call Michael Weiss. Get oh him over here. He'll he would do it. Over. It looks like he's hungry for money. Yeah, he is yeah. hungry for money. I have a question for you, though, Amanda. Yes. Um, out of the whole scope of the internet, okay. <laughs> what event do you wish you could have gone to? We have oh MagCon. We have DashCon. Firefest. 
Fire Fest, Fire Fest, yes. 100%. I would go. I went to the Area 51 raid. Yeah. And you did? Like, the amount of people. I did, dude. I, I tried to go. I commit. I also went to a UFO con in February right before they shut down travel to San oh Francisco. Oh my God. Like, I was, like, we are really literally, old. we are on the same wavelength. <laughs> I love shit like that. This is a match made in heaven. Well, I'm I, very excited. Oh my gosh. Well, I had been invited by the um, like the owner of the convention when I met her at one of the Area 51 events. And I was like, I have to go. Like, I got to do this. Wow. And then I ended up being like the youngest person in the room the entire time. <laughs> and having That's people so trying to find out where I lived. It was weird. Well, do you listen to um, Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the podcast? I don't think so. No. They just like they investigate like fringe science and they go to a whole bunch of like conventions. They've gone to Scientology things. They've gone to UFO cons and like mm. they meet a whole bunch of like crazy, wonderful people and they have them on. Yeah, I, I love meeting just like different types of people because especially in certain contexts like that and even like in Area 51, you could tell that there were people who did have their guard up because there was so much media presence there. Like mm. even the first couple of days for most of the events, the predominant like people that were there were media or YouTubers trying to, you know, do what I was doing, like document everything because maybe this will be like Tanacon again. Maybe this will be Fire Festival. Maybe people will be stuck in the desert and we have content, you know? And so there were people who clearly weren't sharing everything that they believed. And so to go to the UFO con where it was like a closed event oh. and it was people Ooh. sharing like their ideas, it was like, oh, this is the veil being lifted. Okay. So I'm just going to be as respectful as I can, which was my goal with all of this. Like I'm going to yeah. listen to everyone mm -hmm. and just see how this all goes and keep an open mind. Did I, did my opinions change on anything? No. <laughs> but I have an understanding of why a lot of these people think this way and why they operate this way. So that's, you know, a new experience for me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amanda, when, you're uh, when so I met wonderful. When I met Caroline Calloway, when I met Caroline Calloway, I was, it was so hard so many for questions. me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard for me to kind of, because I saw the person and I saw mm -hmm. that she was a person that means well, but it is mentally ill and like acts on these really weird compulsions like behind a screen and like it's it's always so hard for me like when it comes to caroline but like i met some amazing people you there, were surprisingly like, event. very objective afterwards like we were not we did not like bully her we were not mean yeah. about her at all no, yeah, I listened to that episode and I was just, I was so intrigued by like your goodie bag that you got when you <laughs> left. I was like, oh, this is brilliant. But it's like, I understand Gosh, yeah. that trying to be objective with everything because like the reason my channel blew up, the reason that I'm like in the space where I am now is because I did a video on A Little Late with Lily Singh and I went to four tapings yeah. of yes, a show. Yes, that was great. I watched and I did I've a video seen all on your that. videos. On and that. going to the show, my whole goal was like, I'm just going to go and I'm going to be an audience member the way I would be for any other show that I've been on. And just trying to put out of my mind that this is a YouTuber that I used to watch and I'm no longer a fan of that has now her show now has this like opinion of pe people have this opinion of her show online and trying to be as objective as possible. And you it's hard because when the camera's not rolling, you do see that this is a person who is trying who's so eager to please, especially in this space. But also it's like you see this person who's just surrounded by yes men. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to say, here's the behind the veil. And this is what people don't want to hear. This is what some people are angry about me for going. Like, why'd you keep going back? Because I wanted to give her a chance to impress me. And I didn't see that. 
you were so objective about it. You were Thank so you. objective about it. Some people were really quick to be like, oh, it's cringe. But mm. there's a reason why. Yes. Um, and that video was really, really well done. Wait, maybe this is a can of worms, but why did Lily sing? Like, why did you stop liking her show, her YouTube show? So I found her, I want to say when I was 13. And I think I found one of her like videos about like, oh, like real thoughts girls have when they're on their periods or something. So it's like, here's a person who's like, you know, slightly older than me talking about something that I'm like going through. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll be honest, I had like not the best home life, not the best relationship with my mother. And so it's like, oh, this is like a different way of me seeing someone talk about something I'm going through. And it was being talked about in like a joking manner. And I was like, okay. And then at a certain point there, you know, there's only so many jokes I can see about something I'm going mm. through. And I outgrew her content because sure. she didn't grow sure. with me. And that's the case with yeah, a lot of yeah. YouTubers. Yeah, that makes sense. But mm -hmm. Jake Paul just seems to grow with these people. <laughs> he has Oh my God. Really, he really got those. I wish people would outgrow him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, he seems to, him and Logan are both hitting the strides with having, like, Logan's got Lana Rhodes with, who's dating his co-host, Mike, and his, Mike was, that whole Mike's situation always floors me, because he was, Mike was brought on by Logan's team after the Forest video as, like, a paid conscience for Logan. Like, here he's oh, here God. to make sure you don't do anything bad. And oh. now, I would admit, I would, like, I would hazard to say that Mike is ten times worse than Logan was. And even now, like, I think he's definitely mellowed out because he is, he's in a committed relationship with Lana and or a seemingly committed relationship at least. But it's like that that whole dynamic is so funny because I'm fairly certain he's still being paid to be Logan Paul's friend. That's hilarious. That's crazy. Amanda, <laughs> thank you so much for all the work that you do. Yeah, we could talk for <laughs> years. This is so fun. Yes. Yeah, wow. This oh, has been you. really awesome. You're, no, I love the podcast. Thank you. 100%. Oh so God. I'm so honored to just be on here at all. Thank you're you. You're welcome back we anytime so to bring the scam yes. of your choice. Yeah, if you're <laughs> if you have anything and you're like I got to break this, you we're happy to do it. Or if you had a if you have a you video coming out and you're like, "Oh, and I want to help promote, you know, a scam I'm uncovering." We'll do it with you. For sure. Well, I am working on a video about things to look out for when you're a creator on the rise and companies that try and take advantage of small mm. creators that are like yes, popping yes, off and growing. Yeah. Let's do it. So if you ever want to talk about that. Yeah, I let us know do. when it comes out. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. You guys, so thank you so fun. much. Thank you, Mackenzie. Thank you. This Mackenzie is a pleasure. Thomas. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. This is her niche. This is where she thrives. Yes. This is where I thrive. Yes. This is where I thrive. Ugh. And we all thrive because of you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any of this experience, if you are at any of these cons, or if you are a child who grew up on YouTube as well, and you're trying to get your parents to sign your Jake Paul permission slip, like let us know. <laughs> yeah, you can email us at scamwellpodcast at gmail.com or you can go on our website, um, scamwellpodcast.com and check out our Patreon and all that stuff. We have like extra hot content on there. Mm -hmm. And if you have anything, you can always give us a call on our hot tip hotline because you know I love a phone call. It's 347-509-9414. Thank you so much, Ooh, guys. Thank you, guys. This is so fun. I don't want this conversation to end, but I do know, you know, we all have lives. <laughs> I mean, not right now because of COVID. <laughs> but where should people find your channel? Where can people find you? So I'm on Swell Entertainment on YouTube, just S-W-E-L-L -L, Entertainment. And then on Twitter and everything else, I'm Love You Too Golka. So it's L-U-V-U Too Golka. And we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.